Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fresh episode of Posts and Pints, the perfect MLS podcast. This is episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. There is no other. As always, my name is Matt and joined by the best supporting cast since Grown Ups 2, we have Kyle Dre and Alex behind the scenes. Today, we are going to be breaking down everything that happened on MLS Decision Day 2020. Since this is going to be an episode completely full pack from top to bottom, we're going to need another soccer mind to help us out. And by soccer mind, I mean a soccer head. And we're going to bring back our very good friend Connor from the Soccer Heads podcast. Connor, welcome back, my man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, This is my first ever guest appearance on a podcast, and I'm very honored to be on the deadline day episode. Uh, You know, this is pretty sweet. Lots to talk about. Have you? You guys are one of my favorite podcasts, and I don't blow smoke. I don't appreciate it. The only time I lie on this podcast is when I say I like dry. Like, I really don't. No, We're all lying when we awkward. say that, though. Exactly. I wish Dre was still alive. Fuck Dre, though. Yeah, this Dre guy. This Dre guy came Thanks, into bro. our lives, and it's just, we miss Dre. I got out of the word with Justin about my double identity when he comes back. <gasps> Ooh, what? Intro. But, guys, as always, <laughs> we, have, we have something to talk about before we talk about the soccer. We are talking about what is in our cups this evening. Now, I'm going to start it off, unlike normal times where I finish. I'm going to be disappointing, and my streak, ladies and gentlemen, is over. I have a nice warm cup of tea. Oh, this guy. No alcohol oh today, my boys God. and girls. You could put a I splash of whiskey in there or something. Haven't been feeling too good. Not, 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 the, cocoa, not the cocoa, but <laughs> I am, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm having some tea. I'm, I'm feeling good next week. I promise next week I'll be back. So, Connor, you are a guest. What are you drinking this evening? So, I am drinking a nice Molson Canadian beer, but it is the XXX version. I figured I'd break this one out for you guys. Um, Yes, 7.3% alcohol. How you doing? Um, Yeah, this is the second time I've had it, and you guys ever have a beer where you're like, oh, that's, like, so good, and the next time you drink it, you're like... I feel like it was better the last time I drank it. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now, but it's nostalgia. Yeah, you know, maybe I, I, I was a little more pick, drunker. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I almost picked up Molson today, also. Then I'm like, hey, let me get something else. Yeah. So Dre, since you almost picked up something, what did you pick up today? So in honor of kind of when this podcast began and what was going on in the world, I am returning back to I think what the first beer I had in episode one, and that would be a corona because you know coronavirus is still going crazy in this country so i figured it'd be apropos to go back to a corona now there it is wow if you do, if you're not cutting lime is it even a corona yeah dude well, what are you doing i mean it's still it's urine so point. what's the difference <laughs> less speaking lime you, juice speaking of urine kyle you usually take a break from drinking pee to open a beer for this podcast <laughs> what are you partaking in tonight i actually took a break from beer to drink pee um, no. oddly enough. No, I have um not alcohol today because I feel like my liver needed a break. So I'm drinking Wawa half and half. Ooh, you guys. What is going on? Why does your liver need a break? I didn't get up in time. Maybe later I'll have a beer. I didn't get up in so time. You, <laughs> so you think Wawa half and half is better for your liver than, than beer? It, there's no alcohol in it, I think. Yeah, but God knows what Wawa puts in there. I mean, it's Wawa. I wouldn't... I don't trust Wawa them puts, anyway. Wawa puts hopes, dreams, and ambitions in everything that we do in life. No, they, the only thing they put in things is the fact that I wish they were sheets. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Separate argument, different time. Alex, to finish it up. Well, kind of like Matt, I wasn't feeling well today. So I went out and I got myself a peach Red Bull and I put rum in it. <laughs> like that sounds great. I wasn't I wasn't feeling good, so I just grabbed 300 milligrams of caffeine and took a fuck ton load of alcohol. Yeah, I was like, I have to do a podcast. I'm not going to be a bitch. Let's go. At least someone on this episode. And now I now my, I feel like my, I'm having a heart attack. My favorite person on this episode is our guest today. Not all you guys suck. 
Yeah, no, we're the worst. Who would who Fuck off, who Trey. would want to be who would want to be friends with us? Fuck Matt and his mustache. I agree. <laughs> well, guys, the countdown meter on the wall to my mustache is slowly on its way to zero. So, <laughs> what, what is the countdown on it? Someone look up how many minutes it is until January fifteenth. Too long to count on one hand. <laughs> you got to keep it for November. I mean that. That's, oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matt <laughs> mustache is out of here. Okay, I put a notification on my phone. God bless you. God bless perfect, you. Alex. Perfect. God. Perfect. God bless everyone. But guys, we have. Some MLS action to talk about. No, just kidding. We only have MLS action to talk about. Guys, there were 13 games that went on in the MLS this last weekend. And unfortunately, you don't want to sit here and listen to us talk for like five hours. So what I'm going to do is something a little bit different. A deadline day special. Two minutes of hell coming straight out of my mouth. Yes, that's right, boys and girls. I'm going to give you the highlighted info from every single game in the next two minutes before we break down the four biggest games of the week. I'm going to take one deep breath and one sip of tea because I tried doing this before when I wrote this up, and doing this in two minutes is a lot harder than I thought it'd be. One breath, no breathing. Mama didn't raise no bitch. Sounds like my Tuesday nights. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's get ready to go. Starting off in the Eastern Conference, Maxi Morales' dimes makes NYCFC shine as they beat Chi-Town 4-3 in an absolute thriller. Columbus united and conquered in the big ATL for a sweet 2-1 victory. Montreal O'Canada a late goal against D.C. to see them right out of the playoff picture. Cincinnati remains tanking for Zion as Miami Vice cruises their way to a sweet 2-1 victory and their way to their first ever playoff berth. Barlow and White sounds oh so nice as RBNY stuns the second best team in the MLS, Toronto, in a 2-1 defeat. Nashville rocks and rolls over Orlando in a late 3-2 victory. Good things happen in Philadelphia and they're raising their first title because of it with a sweet 2-0 victory over New England. Now off to the Western Conference where Colorado is rolling into the playoffs on a very high note as Houston season ends in smoke. Get it? High jokes? Okay, cool. God damn LAFC it. and Portland LAFC and Portland loved playing each other so much to a 1-1 draw. They get to do it again in the first round of the playoffs. Good job, guys. Minnesota wins easy against the big Lunars in Dallas with a sweet 3-0 beatdown. Kansas City got to play in the snow while RSL got blueballed in a 2-0 winter wonderland for the best team in the West. Seattle Stars shine as they completely topple their rival in San Jose in a beatdown of 4-1. to one. And finally, a 10-man L.A. side, not in this galaxy, because unfortunately Vancouver did them dirty with a Canada-sized beatdown of 3 to nothing. And exhale. Holy shit. You did it. Well, that's a lot I'm impressed. better than my uh, farmer's market minute in terms of time. <laughs> Dre, you don't get any breaths in the middle of your farmer's market minute anymore. You have to do that. I mean, I could probably pull it off next week in under a minute, probably under a breath. It's tomorrow, next week is probably the last episode so of, of uh, The Ballad of Freddie Adu. Wow. Oh my God. Finally coming yeah. to an end. Spo- spoiler alert, the whole podcast is ending. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, go fuck yourself. But guys... Though that is all the breakdowns, and I, I, you know, we're lucky enough we got to have multiple TVs up with multiple games. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to keep all that action going. But guys, we are going to start ourselves with the team from Philadelphia. And yes, that's right. Good things do happen in the great state of Pennsylvania to the great city of Philadelphia and Chester, as the Philadelphia Union in a 2-0 victory against the New England Revolution, won their first ever piece of silverware. The Supporter Shield is on its way, and as of about like two hours ago, we record on Monday nights, is in the city limits. So congratulations to them, guys. I mean, it's pretty basic cut and dry. The Union had this right off the bat. New England really did look up for it. 
Sergius. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna recount, and I want, I want the 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 score certified. I'm not sure if that if it's a legitimate <laughs> score. All right. So unfortunately, this is legal this is, goals came in after the 90th minute. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know fraud all the way across. But guys, I mean, there's really not much to talk about game wise here. We're just really gonna break this down nice and easy, and we're gonna put Connor on the spot first because that's what I want to do. Connor, in a shorter MLS season that had a an intro season tournament or whatever you want to call it, a points per game system to get certain teams into the playoffs. Is the Philadelphia Union the best team in the MLS? Yeah, I think I'd definitely say so. Um, I guess, like you were saying, this wasn't a really huge surprise. The Revs, they were able to do some good things in this match, but it really didn't seem like they had that killer instinct. They were missing that kind of fifth gear, whatever gear you want to call it, because they they did dominate possession, almost 60% possession. One shot on target with 10 shots overall, you know, that's just not going to get you there. And, you know, I think they're just kind of looking ahead to the playoffs at this point and then just seeing what they can do um, in that playing match. So it's going to be very interesting. But, yeah, props to Philadelphia. They really just kind of dominated. Um, not really a team I saw. Uh, I was thinking that they were going to make it, you know, winning the Supporter Shield. But they came through and they were dominant from uh, beginning to end in the season and in this game. So you got to give them props. And Kyle. I, uh, I'm going to kind of lay the question off to you, but I want a little bit more of a twist. If there is one thing Philadelphia should be worried about before going into the playoffs, what would it be or who would it be? Who would it be? I would say the obvious choices, Toronto, Columbus, if they manage to make it all the way, I think Seattle and LAFC, they really have to be prepared for. I just don't think Philly can get complacent even though they didn't run away with the league i they just need to keep looking at it one game at a time like they have been um the goal of what connor said i um i agree they new england really didn't come out with that killer instinct that they usually have um during the uh during i believe it was the first goal bedoya popped it up and i just saw both both defenders in the box just staring right at it. Santos just took two easy steps forward and was wide open. You just can't make mistakes like that when you're playing to not play a wild card. Andre, to now lead this over to you, I have a little bit of a different question for you. Hit me. Can Jim Curtin and this aggressive style of play that the union seem to love to play with, is this enough and can the team keep it up through the high demand, low rest week playoffs? I think they do, um, mainly because you have to keep in mind that this season is a truncated season. They haven't played U.S. Open Cup games. You know, uh, I don't even remember if early on if they got into any CCL games, but that was out. Um, And, you know, the fact that it was a shorter season with less games played, that kind of just means, you know, the teams are just a little bit fresher and, you know, not as weary at this time of the year as they would be in a full season. Um, I think Philadelphia, the main key for them, Kyle already kind of mentioned it, is just keeping that mentality, not getting complacent. But they uh, they have the players to get it done. They have, you know, youth on or off the bench, whether it's Fontana or Aronson. So um, I think that they have a, a good run to make and a good bench that could help them do it. So you guys all make fantastic points, but I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. But I also am not playing devil's advocate to the one thing Kyle said, and that's Philadelphia. Do not get complacent. There's a reason why it rarely happens seeing the supporter shield champion be the MLS cup playoff champion. You need to take the momentum that you've built and you need to keep it going. A lot of teams cough, cough. We all know from experience get into the playoffs and think it's all good and dandy because we have the supporter shield, but that is not the end game. The end game is MLS cup. Are you telling me that you shouldn't park the bus 10 minutes into an MLS cup game? Is that what you're telling me? I'm going to defer that to the Chris Armis complaint foundation. Hmm. Okay. No, okay. 
finish it up. Congratulations, the Philadelphia Union. You guys deserve it. Your fan base deserves it. I'm so but everybody that wanted Jim Curtin fired seems pretty fucking silly right now. <laughs> Twitter remains undefeated. <laughs> Whenever I like ever see anyone argue anything ever, I'm just like, let's see what Twitter has to say. <laughs> So in super unprecedented fashion, somehow the Red Bull strikers do striker things? Question mark? Is that a thing? Yeah, so we had a, you know, Red Bull versus Toronto FC game. And Matt, do you want to tell the good people what happened? So there are these two guys on the Red Bull. Don't know if you've heard of them. We've talked about them once or twice. One man named Tommy Barlow and one named Brian White. They occasionally do their job. And today, they surprisingly, or not today, it was yesterday, but they decided to do their job at the exact same time. And it's like, oh, wow. But overall, uh, the Red Bull came out very aggressive. The Red Bull came out hungry. They looked for goals. And Toronto, I think, highly underestimated what the Red Bull were going to bring on decision day because everyone thought that it was just Toronto who had something to play for, but the Red Bull had something even more important to play for, and that's not playing in the single-game elimination, like, buy-in game almost. So the Red Bull overall did come out with a really hungry game plan, but I'm going to, like, I I want Kyle to get in. Kyle and I were next to each other during this game. I mean, after those two goals, did Red Bull look a little scary to me. Yeah, they just kind of parked the bus, which, you know, historically works well for them. Not like we've ever seen them park the bus in the 10th minute and not make subs in the 80th minute. Oh, wait. Um, but yeah, no, the, the strikers really looked alive in this game, which is just so great after seeing the entire front of the field just suck for like three quarters of the season. It's not all them, though. Velo had another beautiful assist. They, like you said, they avoided a play-in game, and that's big. They needed to, because I don't think this team can really go on no rest. But the one thing, I mean, Kyle, I don't know about you, the one thing that worries me the most is this Toronto team was in the pole position for the Supporter Shield for a huge chunk of the season. How is it that... Once again, it seems that down the stretch, they really disappointed me. I can't really have faith in this Toronto team getting into playoff time. I don't, I forget who exactly they start off with. Um, looking it up now. Oh, so they are, they play one of the play in games. So, yeah, they play the higher seed. You might, Connor, you might be playing against Toronto. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's not ideal. Now, what I'm looking forward to. So, so my question about this game specifically is for you, Connor. So I think the Red Bull, I heard a stat that we're one of the last teams out of the entire, really, MLS to have a single player get to five goals. And I think that was, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Brian White that got to five goals in this game. Um, seeing as how they did that against a strong Toronto team that was, you know, in the playoff contention... Which one of these teams do you think is better kind of suited going forward into this uh, playoff structure? Well, that, that is a good question because the Red Bulls is pretty much how I wish the Revolution looked in their last game. Um, so the Revolution, they dominated possession, like I said, but the Red Bulls looked like they knew exactly how to kind of attack Toronto. You know, it came with the strikers actually doing their job, which is... <laughs> always something nice to see but yeah it really just comes down to kind of you know strategy and then as a team how can you um, go up against a team that's clearly more talented than you so I I would say that you always want to go into you know a playoff series or any playoffs in, in general you know on that winning streak and having that ability to not have to play in that playing game like the revolution are doing now that just, you know, is a huge difference. Um, the only thing is, <laughs> you could almost look at it the opposite way as well and then say if the Revolution get a convincing victory, then that would be, um, you know, it would be a big confidence booster. But it, it's it's tough to look at, definitely. And I wish I was in the position of the Red Bull right now. But I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing I always worry about, though, when it does come to the playoffs is, again, 
not really the biggest fan of the NFL, but you always see it, at least on the NFL format. When you're one of the better teams in your league, you get a buy in that first week, which is basically what all the teams who don't have to play that buying game have to, you know, have to do. They basically get a one week buy, or at least they get a few days buy. Sometimes I worry that, yes, I understand it's a couple extra days of being fresh and stuff like that. But if, like you just said, if you get a convincing win in that first game, now you have momentum. Now you're like, well, hell, fuck it, boys. We can fucking do this. Like, let's go at it. Come on. It's us against the world. Middle fingers in the air. Team America World Police theme song playing in the background. Like, fucking send it. I mean, I, I've i seen it happen. Like, we're all, well, at least the Post and Pints guys, we're all from New Jersey, where the Giants have been much better than the Jets. And every single Super Bowl the Giants have won in the past decade, they've, like, gotten into the playoffs on the final game, in the final minute, and then they freaking win the Super Bowl. So... Yeah, against, against like, an undefeated football team or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but in, and then if we're comparing to other sports as well, um, MLS uh, deadline day, I'd say is one of, you know, kind of the best sporting events there is. It's I I'd compare it to, you know, decision day in the Premier League, a first day of March Madness. There's just so many storylines, so many things that happens. It, it really makes or break seasons. And it's uh, it's definitely great that the MLS, you know, puts it on like this. The only oh, yeah. person who puts in t- who puts twenty bucks on every single sixteenth seed and hopes <laughs> that they no like I wasn't no no it was the fifteenth seed the last March Madness I'm always hoping that one of those sixteenth seeds beats a number one seed because if they ever do you, you know you put down twenty bucks you walk away with like a thousand five hundred dollars yeah so I mean yeah I mean hell Tom Hanks put what. Tom Hanks put like five grand down on Lester to win the league. And he literally walked away with hundreds really? of thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah. He donated yeah. it all. Like, cause you know, he needs money. Still fun. Yeah, though. Still fun. yeah. So on to the next game in Salt Lake city, sporting Kansas city and real Salt Lake show us the meaning of having blue balls in a snow filled thriller that put Kansas city on top two not two nil. What are we thinking about this game? Did the snow, did the snow really make the difference? That ball sticking to the surface? Did that uh, screw Kansas? Did that screw Salt Lake at all? All I know is the second orange ball or pink ball or neon ball is activated, I almost feel like all the goals should count as double. Like it should be like this is now more challenging, so every goal counts as two. It's just oh, NBA Jam, but in MLS. Oh, and if it's outside the box, it's four. Do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fucking send it. I'm all dude. Anything to make the games a little bit more quirky. But no, dude. This was this, dude, this was an RSL team who had. Hey, thanks, thanks for showing up, guys. We greatly appreciate it. But Kansas, and, and you know what? You could even tell in the snow. You could even tell in a miserable snowy game where possession was shit, passing was shit, everything was shit. Fucking Johnny Russell, all the way from you know Ireland or Scotland, wherever he's from, looking up in the sky, going, "What the hell is this crap? Who chooses to live here?" Even like he was having a really, they were having a fun time, but it was also just not good soccer. But Kansas proved why they're the best team in the West, and I'm excited for it. You know, I'm excited to see what Kansas can do when the sky isn't falling. I'm so, I'm kind of surprised that over the last course of a couple of weeks of the season, Kansas kind of climbed up there. I was almost expecting, you know, uh, Seattle or Portland to run away with it. And, you know, Kansas does have that one, you know, game in hand, I guess. But since it's on a points per game basis, they did make it in. But, you know, I think Portland or Seattle have, if, if it was strictly points, they got the goal differential on them by, by a decent amount. So, you know, congrats to Kansas for, squeaking it out and, and getting in there on the points per game, uh, you know, rationale. But, uh, you know, you, you could say that they're the best in the West because, you know, they played one less game, got the same amount of points. But it's, I, I don't think they're running away with uh, with the West. So they do have some competition out there. Connor, anything you want to add in on this, what was basically a Hallmark movie on... Uh... And if you want, we could just watch uh, RSL's goalie sliding out of the box over and over again because that was my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't tell the lines when there's snow <laughs> on the ground. Stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this just proves um, really Kansas City, they, they've 
kind of gotten results throughout this year and going away to Salt Lake with, um, you know, with the snow and the elements and everything like that just kind of proves that they are definitely a team to be reckoned with going into the, into, you know, the, the playoffs, especially with the, you know, usual cast of clubs that are up there at the top, uh, like you guys are mentioning. So I, I'd say, you, you know, watch out for them moving forward. I, I really like them for sure. Kansas city. I mean, anybody that can actually play for the last 10 minutes of the game is really going to go far in the Western Conference. All out attack. <laughs> That's what it is, man. The Western Conference, man, those games could be 0-0 the entire game, and then the last five minutes is just gung-ho. Okay, that's it. Screw it. Like, let's, let's do it. Like, this is it. Go for it. But it's exactly like what Dre said. Every single year, Kansas seems to be, like, we always compare Toronto as that really quiet team in the East that, like, you don't hear of all year and then it's the week before the playoffs and then it's like oh toronto's in second and you're sitting here like well how 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 the fuck did you get there and i feel like it's that's always the same thing we're saying about kansas but they that is a winning team it's a winning franchise trust me i know flew all the way there just to lose a u.s open cup game but overall i you know what kansas can't be ignored they can't be. And I think because of how strong they are in the back and how disciplined that team relies on its coaching and its training, they are a team that's drilled to play the game plan out perfectly. And for some of the teams like Philadelphia in the East that might get a little scrappy, that actually could play into Kansas City being calm, cool, and collected. Kansas might not be a team you should be surprised about if you see them find their way to an MLS Cup final. And guys, the final game of the Decision Day games, it was on Fox Sports 1, LAFC versus Portland. And I have one general question to ask everyone. Hey guys, did you enjoy it? I hope you did, because in about one and a half weeks, you get to watch the exact same game in the exact same place, and I'm probably guessing the exact time because with a 1-1 draw and a late goal from portland wait they can do that yeah no they put it <laughs> the table i think that's what i was more surprised vice versa about. usually i looked at the but, clock and i'm like wait a minute it's the 90th minute and they scored did they not start playing till the 90th minute <laughs> I, I didn't know that was an option in what basically is now a preview for the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. Guys, was this more of an LAFC, hey, you're shaking off the rust, Carlos Vega got a goal, looking good, or, and I think I'm more on this side, is this a little bit more about Portland's resilience? Hey, we went down a goal early, but we did not break. We we bent. Oh, they bent. But we didn't break. So, Connor, I'm actually going to start this one off with you. Being it was the game of the night for the Western Conference, in in your opinion, are you a little bit more watching this game? Are you a little bit more Team LAFC or a little bit more Portland? I would say I am big time LAFC. Um, Carlos Vela getting that his first goal of the season, I believe, was that his first goal? Is why I think I, believe, I think it was up there. I'm Fourth, yeah, sure, but yeah. Oh, Fourth goal. Okay, so. He's had a couple goals this season, but, you know, he hasn't looked on top of his game, you know, a lot, a lot of things going on, but him, you know, scoring the last day of the season, it's, you know, a big confidence booster. You know, this is kind of the matchup that we were talking about. That's big for Kansas city. You know, having one of these teams go down in the first round is huge. So I am big time LAFC and I definitely think they're going through in the next round bold claims because you know portland did win a tournament this year now dre i'll hand this one off to you and i'll I'll give you the exact same question basically being a playoff picture after watching 90 minutes of thrilling back and forth playoff atmosphere soccer looking at this game are you agreeing with connor this game to me looked honest like pretty even over the course of the full 90 minutes so it's hard for me to say kind of who did like what the results are going to be based off of this game. But if you look at season versus season, I give the edge to Portland going into uh, into the playoffs. Vea's just got back. But then again, in his couple of games back, he scored one goal in October, one goal in November since his return. So he has kind of picked up a little bit of steam. But 
he I don't think he's fully integrated into the team like he was, you know, firing in all cylinders last year. Uh, meanwhile, Portland has been that full team squad for for the whole season. So I give the edge to uh, Portland, but you can't discount, you know, Vea putting the team on his back and running for for four or five games. So uh, it's hard to say, but uh, the better team, I think, is Portland. I answer, I will give you the opportunity. In your opinion, are you backing LAFC, Bob Bradley and his endless wisdom, or are, are, are you going with Diego Valeri and that man bun that seems to be getting no so better every day? I see it. I'm kind of going the opposite way of Dre. To me, even though Portland, for the first time in, what, about five games, figured out that there's stoppage time in a soccer game, to me, this just looks like a team that really misses Diego Chara. Their midfield is not as crisp as it usually is, and their offense, even though it was a little more on point than usual than it's been, seemed to lack a little bit. And the only reason to me that they were left in this game is because uh, Steve Clark would have had to start doing tightrope acts to be any more impressive. So it sounds like he's going with LAFC, and I hate to split the room, but I'm a going to agree with Dre, much as my heart, my soul, no. my kid. I, I just want everyone to go and listen back to like three episodes ago where Matt was shitting all over Portland, because it's there. Take a listen. He was shitting all over him. Yeah, but he's been back and forth. Matt has like a love-love relationship with Portland. The reason why I'm going to say I'm siding with Portland a little bit more is the fact that Carlos Vela has approached his return back to MLS very gingerly. And since his arrival, Diego Rossi is something I want to point out. He also has not been looking hundred percent now that he's not the number one guy as well. They have had Bradley Ray Phillips was doing an absolutely wonderful job with them being the number nine. And now he's found his way back to the bench and playing limited to almost no minutes. There was this chemistry built in the LAFC team that seemed to be falling apart. And I'm still not confident with that back line from LAFC. They still never replaced that hole that Walker Zimmerman left. And that really concerns me. I'm a guy who I prefer to go for defensive football over offensive football. And I think Portland, the way they play through the back, they hit you on the counter. And it's something we talked about before the podcast. Once you get in single game elimination, you don't have to win pretty. You just have to win. And I think that's basically on the billboards as you're driving into Portland. It's like, hey, <laughs> it, you're here. It's not pretty, but you're here. So overall, I, I really think Portland, I'm, I'm not sure if they'll go the distance. I'm really not. But I think in that first game, I think I'm going to have to lean more towards Portland. But we're going to talk about that more next week with all the breakdowns. Now, Alex, the room is split, so I'm going to need you to be our little X Factor here. You don't have to go much into it. Are you back in L.A. or are you backing Portlandia? You... Oh, we're, not, we're not posting picks publicly, right? So, uh, people no, not know. yet. Not yet. Um, I'm back in the black and gold. Yes. And he's, are you, no, are no, you basing no, There's going to be too much crack and meth again. in Portland to get anything done. Yes, I'm basing this off of jerseys. Stop fucking with my method. My method's working. That's why I'm in the lead, Dre. Yeah, Connor. I, I, Connor, I don't know if you've ever saw that old betting commercial that used to be in the NFL about a decade ago where it's all these guys are in this NFL pool at the office and they're all like, Oh, yeah, man. I don't know why, man. We keep coming in second, third to these two women in the pool. What the hell? And then they find out that the women are literally betting on the teams with the better shopping cities. Ooh, Chicago has better shopping than New York. Let's choose Chicago this week. That's basically Alex when he picks his MLS team. And what's that other example? It's like some guy decided that James Harden does better wherever more strip clubs are in a city that he's visiting. <laughs> that's the greatest stat ever. You could take that to the bank. Alex is, no like doubt. Next, Alex is like, next season I have a whole new forum to my picks. But it's okay. Next year, once the season starts up again, and Portland's scoring like 25 goals a game because crack's legal there, Watch out, it's done. True. That, that's now True. how I'm going to start deciding which away games I travel to, is which city has the more strip clubs. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, where can I do crack? 
Dre, you live in New Jersey. If you look kind of hard, you can find crack. It's not that hard to find yeah. crack here. But as I was saying before, guys, that's only a little bit of a taste as next week, Alex, Kyle, Dre, and myself will break down every single first-round MLS game and who we think is going to go the distance. So, guys, that's going to be episode 43. Please don't miss out. That'll be available next week or this week, depending on when you're listening to this episode. I don't know. I don't dictate your life. That's your job, not mine. (laughs) But speaking of jobs, Dre... You host a little stand in this little gathering of people selling things to help benefit my life. It's usually called the farmer's market. So what are you selling mm-hmm. the people during this farmer's market minute? All right. So like I alluded to earlier, we are getting to the very, very end of the, you know, chapter one of the farmer's market minute with the battle, the ballad of Freddie Adu. And last we checked in, he got traded to a team in Finland, and after literally five games, he's like, nope, too cold. I am going back stateside and return to the United States. Now, this time it wasn't a return to the MLS. He actually joined a NASL team in the Tampa Bay Rowdies. So he joins the NASL team and actually spends a pretty long stint there. He spends all of the 20 the 2015 year and then half of 2016 so he probably played a combined i don't know 15 games maybe got one or two goals so still wasn't an impressive total but it definitely was the longest he stayed with one team um in in a couple years to be honest it's his 12th professional team since getting since the beginning of this jersey when he started over at dc united age 15 or whatever it was and then after his year and a half at Tampa Bay Rowdies, he gets a move to another uh, NASL team in the Las Vegas Lights. Spends about a season there. And that is where we are leaving off for the next week, where we will finish off finally the Ballad of Freddy Adu with a 2020 update for everyone. I feel like you're about to start telling us credit scores and like, you know, <laughs> his mother's maiden name. His mother's maiden like, name, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Street yeah. he grew up on. Dude, I'm telling you right now, side note on a side note to add to that story. First of all, if you haven't, first of all, give the USL some love. ESPN has all their, ESPN Plus has all their games. But number two, dude, the Las Vegas Lights home crowd puts on a fucking show and like, Forget about going to see the Las Vegas Knights. Forget about seeing the Las Vegas Raiders. If I get out to Las Vegas, I'm going to go see the light because that's a fucking party. Speaking of a party, Kyle, we're all in this little dance called life, and you're going to break down exactly how our points, at least for the season, have been up to this point. Well, since that's clearly not going to end anytime soon, I guess I'll have to start breaking these points down. So this week was another week of pretty much the same in the last few weeks. Everybody's just packed real close together. Um, Matt, Trey, and myself all came out with nine points on the week, and Alex at seven. So that puts us at Alex clinging to that top spot with 131. Dre right behind him at 130. Matt right behind him at 129. And me, because I suck dick for fun, still leading in the back of the pack with 127. Dre, you should start really using a tushy. I've been behind you for like by one point now for like four <laughs> straight weeks, and your ass smells, bro. <laughs> bruh, bruh, listen, I'm getting that Charmin sponsorship bruh. so that no one ever has Yeah, to dude, you're, you're using Charmin, but you're not tushing. There's dingleberries all up in there. God knows. No. Crusty butthole. Connor, ultra I swear soft. to God. We don't always talk about our assholes. <laughs> no, I think we, we do. do always talk about Tushy because that is our future sponsor. Speaking of things oh, to wipe away from my life, guys, we are at the part of every episode where we break down what is exactly pissing you off. Now, Connor, you are our guest. Therefore, I open the floor to you. This week, this month, it's you know it has been a while since you've been on. So what's been pissing you off in the entire time period that isn't 2020 exactly all right so 
before I do that, I'm going to give you my, since I won't be on next episode, I'm going to give you my lock of the first round. And that lock is going to be Miami FC. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Nashville, they don't, they don't do anything for me whatsoever. Oh, wait. Oh my God. Am I just realizing now for the very, I am a horrible podcast host. Am I realizing now that the two new guys are playing against each other in the playoffs? Yeah. God it's, it's damn it, Matt. Matt, you have one job, dude. Well, no, you guys, you guys are saving this for next week, but I figure, you know, since I won't be here, I'm putting my bank account on that one. And um, also uh, they let to score. Those are my two bets. Of the uh, of the first round, so yeah. keep an eye on those. I, mean, I think that second one's a you can't, pretty safe bet. And then, so All what's right. pissing me off is I so Ansu Fati and Kimmich, they both tore their meniscuses over the weekend, and then about three weeks ago, I also tore my meniscus playing a little footy. So I'm saying I did it before it was cool, but <laughs> you just hate to see these young guys going down like myself. I was just getting my highlight package together to send to the Red Bulls. I mean, or, or revolution, you know, anyone that would take whoever. me, <laughs> but uh, whoever. W- one of those, you know, w- what could have been, I could have been so much more. <laughs> I could have been making my yeah. MLS debut. Oh, well. <laughs> now, if Freddie, you do can still find work. You're, yep. you're going to be okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> Andre, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go around the circle of discord video I'm looking at. And uh, Dre, what is pissing you off this week? I was just getting used to it being colder. I packed you, all my shorts away. I brought it on my winter mine. shit. You stole mine, you piece of shit. You pick me next, motherfucker. And now I got to like, wait a minute. It's fucking hot again. I got to take all this shit off and get all the warmer gear again i'm like pick pick a fucking temperature jersey pick a temperature stick hard with one. It. it's a hard one You're such an ass i have to go last now because i literally have to think of the other thing that's pissing you. <laughs> um alex take as much time as you want what's pissing you off this week <laughs> mine's mine's not that exciting but um it's very frustrating um basically i got pulled into this big meeting last week and they're like oh your health insurance is gonna stay the same price but it's gonna be better and blah 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 blah, blah. And he was basically just reading an email off to us. And then I get my new card today. And everything went up. Deductibles went up. In, in doctor visit, tier one went up, tier two went up. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Can't, can't wait to save money by staying on the same, same plan. Okay. <laughs> just sad. And Mr. Kyle, what is, uh, what's pissing you off this week? I know me and Matt have talked about it already this week but i figured i'd bring it up again since we have somebody that you know might be more relevant to what i'm about to talk about than me and matt um you had the perfect chance to reinvent yourself you could have moved away from all the fucking bullshit and all the fucking hysteria of this and this and that and cheating and blah 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 and what do you do you fucking rehire alex cora you useless piles of shit (laughs) That's almost as bad as keeping somebody who's played like four games in six years on your active roster while trading away all-stars every year. I, I fucking hate this team. He only did it when he was on the Astros. Red Sox are clean. Core yeah, is clean. I just don't like the guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I really couldn't think of another one because it really was pissing me off. But it's kind of what Dre said, but it's a little bit different. Like when I leave for work in the morning, it's six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And like I have to go out and warm up my car. I have the jacket, the gloves, and the scarf on because it's thirty-four degrees outside. And then I go out to my car for lunch and it's seventy-five and humid. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, I forgot. This is for fall. what weather do you dress for? I'm sorry, you didn't want all three seasons all four seasons in a day? That's I, I, a little bit of snow in the morning, I literally would all be covered. That's that's it. I ugh. Why does why do people willingly live in New Jersey? Can someone educate me on this? Because New York's right there and Philadelphia's right here and we're in the middle. No, it's just it's just family. It's the pizza and the fact that I don't have to talk to strangers because they're all assholes just like I am. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Alex. I think it's the family that's keeping me literally shackled to this desk. Correct. <laughs> now guys, we do actually have a couple fan questions this week. This one 
actually, you know what? What a time we have a revolution question. And what a time we have a revolution fan. Let's go. We have a good buddy of the pod, uh, Foot Loking. He shot us up on the Instagram. He was like, hey, guys, how far do you see the revolution going in the MLS Cup playoffs? Now, Connor, I feel like I would be a bad host if I didn't let the revolution fan go first. So go ahead and give him hell. All right. Um, so, you know, I have some tepid expectations for uh, the revs this, uh, you know, this playoffs. But I'd, I'd say, uh, yeah, they're going to win it all. <laughs> I'd, ex- I'd expect nothing less. And um, foot. Uh, how is it pronounced foot? Foot low king, foot low king, foot low king. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. He's he's supporting you guys. He's supporting me. So really appreciate uh you know all his comments and everything like that on on our posts. Yeah, dude. He's appreciate he's it, awesome. bro. Dude, he's awesome, man. We love this guy. He's, yeah, he's always commenting on stuff. We appreciate him so very, very. Much. Yeah, he's got a great uh FIFA Ultimate Team squad <laughs> over there. Oh yeah, especially anything MLS. We're all about that. Yep. Dre, I, I, I hand this off. My short you. and sweet answer is my short and sweet answer is further than Montreal. That's about it. Okay. Um Kyle. I definitely see them getting out of the play in. Depending on how the other game goes, they're gonna have to play Toronto or Philly. I don't see them getting past either of those teams. Alejandro. Matthew, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh I was paying attention to you. <laughs> how far are the revolution gonna go in the playoffs? um you know just because we got our man here um i'm all the way all the way thank you so we got two all the ways and we got two at least i'm gonna put my money on it fuck it let's go so they're not losing <laughs> he's still too drunk to taste this chicken i'm sorry i was about to say alex is still he's it's all that red bull um it was yesterday. It was the 10 games we watched, the bottle of Jameson and the like three ciders I had. Uh, you see, I was like, tasting that at work today, let me tell you. I'd, I'd like to think they're going to get past Montreal, but I unfortunately will not give a definite answer because I have to do just a tad bit more research because I have a funny feeling Thierry Henry is going to do something, but I don't. And by put, mm. he's gonna boot up himself. Yeah, exactly. To say by something, he's hop out on. I can do this better than all of you. Get the fuck out of the way, dude. Eastern Conference Final. Let me paint a picture. Eastern Conference Final. We have David it. Beckham Don't starting at striker for Inter Miami. We have we have Terry Henry on the pitch for Montreal. They're going at it. They're like, fuck it, let's do it one last time, Premier League style. Yo, you okay? All right, um, Kyle, mute. Can you mute Dre? I appreciate that. Uh, um, kick him out of the Discord? Got music. it. And kick him out of the group? Final, Got it. And our final question from our good buddy, Kevin Lopez. He also was on an episode not too long ago. Please go check Kevin out Kevin Lopez. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. His question, I just got FIFA 21 on sale. Hey, good job, bro. Have you guys played it yet? If so, are you blown away by the animation and the accurate slash detail of the players? Um, all right, I'll start the answering this question. So I did buy FIFA. I'm the idiot who buys FIFA every single year because I feel like giving EA all my money. Um, the animation and the graphics, you know, every single year they get a little. You're paying for an updated roster. But, I mean, overall, yeah, I played it. It's It's the same freaking it's the same game every year. But you know what? Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who buy the games every other year, and I feel like those people are probably the smarter of the bunch. But I'm just an idiot who enjoys giving my money away to very stupid things. Anyone yeah. else uh, get FIFA yet? Yeah, I got FIFA first first weekend. I'm in the uh, same spot with you, Matt. Um, I think a big part of it, too, is, you know, if you play pro clubs or something like that, I'm trying to convince a couple of my buddies who are like, FIFA 20 was the worst game I, I ever played. I'm like, no, no, this one is a little better. Trust me. <laughs> trying to uh, drink that Kool-Aid, I guess, trying to help them do that. But yeah, yeah I, I'd say it is a little better, but, you know, not much has changed, really. I'm behind and poor. I played FIFA 18 the other day. <laughs> that one's the best one to ever exist. <laughs> 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 
So one thing I always recommend people do to keep yourself like hungry to want to keep playing FIFA is play on like world class or legendary setting. Choose one of the teams in the fourth division of English soccer and try your ass to get them promoted to the EPL. Yeah, takes about four takes about four seasons, and yeah, when no one wants to come to your team, good luck building a winning squad. That's always fun. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Dre, we are at the end of our episode. So, do you mind telling people where they can find us, where they can listen to us, where our social medias are? Absolutely. They're somewhere in the ether of the internet. As we speak right now, you guys can chat with us on our Discord, which we will include in the show notes. We also have an Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube that will soon be having some awesome, awesome content. So keep your eyes out for that. And then wherever you get your podcast, you guys can find us, Apple, Android, Google, you know, Alt Stitcher, all that good stuff. And uh, before we forget, let's let Connor plug uh, his podcast as well. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Soccerheads FC. That is our Instagram handle. And uh, Soccerheads Podcast is the podcast. want to say that um, I've definitely noticed you guys are killing the Instagram game. Um, I've been loving the highlights that you guys post. That's been huge in helping me follow. Because Soccerheads, we definitely focus a little more on the European side of things. My co-host, Blair, he is a stuck-up European fan. He he always trashes MLS, but uh, one thing he said is that uh, you guys have been doing a great job. He's looking forward to that uh, LAFC-Portland matchup, so that's definitely a good one to look forward to, um, you know, looking towards the playoffs and all that. But, yeah, been, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, we'll definitely have Matt on coming up soon. We're, we're hitting the, uh, the international break in the European game so far but so yeah it'll be pretty fun watching these playoffs listen to your guys predictions don't forget about mine miami fc <laughs> uh new england winning the championship that's and it yeah that's it yeah, that's it right love there it. love it love it For, friendly reminder on both ours and connor's please leave a five-star rated review help us out help him out exactly five-star yep. reviews they're they're free they're easy and we Good vibes. That's that's what this world good needs. Vibes, a little people, bit more good vibes, people. Good vibes. That's you can you can write something vibes. mean, but just make sure it's five stars. Oh yeah, you, <laughs> exactly. can, yo, you, you can you can tell Dre he's a piece of shit and leave a five star review. Yeah, if you're leaving a one star right. review, we're just going to assume that you're talking about Matt's mustache or Dre's crusty tushyless asshole. Wow. You can review those <laughs> directly to our Instagrams. Please don't put that know. on our. but guys unfortunately the mls regular season has concluded but that means the playoffs are just getting here the philadelphia union are your mls supporter shield champions going in with all the power will they conquer will they succeed only time will tell guys episode 42 is in the books but please keep an episode keep an eye out for episode 43 as we break down everything going into the playoffs. For myself, my name is Matt, as always, Kyle, Dre, and Alex, and Connor from the Soccer Heads Podcast. Thank you again for coming on, my man. As always, guys, the banter is always free, but the beer is unfortunately not included. Guys, we'll see you bum, next bum, time. Bum. Bye. I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> <laughs>